Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you and to welcome you and to welcome those who are visitors. It's great to have you with us today. Welcome also to those who are joining us online for this, our Christmas family service. The grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Let us worship God. We sing to his praise and glory. Hymn 304, 304, O Little Town of Bethlehem.
Let us pray. Gracious God, we have come together today to remember with gladness the birth of your Son, the child laid in a manger, the one who came from the highest heaven to be our Lord and our Saviour. Living God, through the prophets of old, you called on people to prepare for the coming of the Messiah. And yet when the time came for Jesus to be born, few were ready to welcome him. And in the fullness of time, many rejected him. Forgive us, O God, your people today, for failing to truly appreciate the wonderful gift you have given to us. Forgive us for not making sufficient room for Jesus in our lives. And forgive us for focusing on the trappings with which this season is surrounded, instead of on the one at its very heart. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Gracious God, as we hear again in word and song the Christmas story, may it speak to each one of us as if we were hearing it for the first time. And as we travel in our minds even to Bethlehem, let us experience anew the joy and the peace that entered the world at the first Christmas, bringing life and light to all. In Jesus' name we humbly ask these things, and together as the one people, we say the prayer he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Following the service, there'll be a further time of fellowship in the parish halls. So please do come along. You'll be most welcome there. That's the parish halls following the service this morning. There'll be a Christmas Eve watch night service this evening beginning at 11.30pm. When I opened my eyes this morning I said, this is the beginning of a long day. <laughs> and it is, but it's a good day as well. So that's the Christmas Eve watch night service at half past 11. That service will also be live streamed, so thank you to our wonderful team for that. Friends, I just want to draw to your attention today that we have a prayer group here in St. Ninian's Old. We pray for individuals, families, communities, national and international situations. And there's an email address there on the intimation sheet that you can email your prayer request to in confidence. Likewise, there's a box in the main vestibule 
for handwritten prayer requests. I do uh, commend that venture to you and um, I thank the prayer group. The latest edition of the church newsletter is available in both festivals of the church today, so if you're a visitor, please do take a copy. We come now to our first lesson, which will be read for us by Leslie Asher, the session clerk. The first lesson this morning comes from Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 to 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Amen. Thank you, Leslie. Him 302, 302, it was on a starry night. Thank you. 
The second lesson will be read for us by Christine Pollock, one of our Sunday Club leaders. The second reading is taken from Luke, chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, with a message for a girl betrothed to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The girl's name was Mary. The angel went in and said to her, Greetings, most favoured one. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by what he said and wondered what this greeting could mean. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for God has been gracious to you. You will conceive and birth, give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will be king over Israel forever. His reign shall never end. How can this be, said Mary? I am still a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For that reason, the Holy Child to be born will be called Son of God. Moreover, your kinswoman Elizabeth has herself conceived a son in her old age, and she who is reputed barren is now in her sixth month. For God's promises can never fail. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it be as you have said. Then the angel left her. Thank you, Christine. I'm wondering if I could get some volunteers out to the front. Ideally, six volunteers. Six of our young people like to come out. Out you come. That's good. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. Excellent. Now, we've got to do something. What have we got to do? We've got to light a candle. Now, who would like to light the candle? Charlie, right. This is, what candle is this we're lighting today? This is the... That's actually the last one in the middle. Do you know when that'll be lit? About a minute past midnight tonight. <laughs> Will you be thinking on me? Eh? Because I go up there tonight, and then the candle will be over there, and I come down just after midnight, and I'll light this middle candle. But we'll light the fourth one today, because this is the fourth Sunday of Advent. Is that okay? So, over you come, and we'll light it. Is that all right? There we are. Almost. You want to blow that out? Well done. So there you are. We're drawing very, very close to Christmas. It's an exciting time, isn't it? Now, tell me, what are the popular gifts for children this Christmas? Do we know? Or dare I say, have any of you 
an idea of what gift you would like to get. You're not sure, you're not too bothered. What about an orange and an apple? <laughs> There's lots of grown-ups in the church today will remember what it was like when they were young, and there was just something left at the bottom of the bed on Christmas morning, an orange, an apple, and what I remember getting to every Christmas was an annual. You would get an annual, a book, maybe even annual. Is that an old-fashioned word to you? Yes. There you are. Well, I remember, I was just thinking this morning, about 1973, I got the Bobo Bunny Annual. And then I thought, 73? That's 50 years ago. I wonder where that annual is now. Eh? Right, I have got some gifts in here, right? And I'm going to give you each a gift. And there's a number on the gift, okay? Now, you have not to open the gift yet. We'll just wait. And there's something about each gift. Do you want to stand maybe just in a row along in front of the nativity scene? Would that be all right? There we are. Thank you. There is something about each gift that reminds us what Christmas really, really is about who has got gift number one? Would you like to open it? There you are. Now, I'm not very good at wrapping up gifts. Lots of sellotape gets used. But there we are. So we'll open this up and we'll see what it is and what it might have to tell us about Christmas. You're almost there. What is that? chocolate, and it's a particular type of chocolate. What does it say? Galaxy, doesn't it? It's a cake of galaxy chocolate. Who likes galaxy chocolate? Yes. <laughs> Would you all like a wee bit? <laughs> now, I wonder, what on earth does this have to do with Christmas. Can you think? I wonder, do you think? Because you get chocolate oranges. You do, Gregor. You do at Christmas. I wonder if it's the name that's important. The galaxy. There are lots of galaxies in the world. And I wonder if this is to make us think of the very beginning of time when God made the world, when God made the earth and all the planets and galaxies and the stars that shine at night. I think that reminds us that God made everything. Right. Who's got number two? Okay. Rebecca, we'll see what this is now. You're doing well. Oh, it's very well wrapped, isn't it, that one? What is that now? It's sweeties, but they're not just ordinary sweeties. Oh, sewer 
squirms. Oh, it's like sewer plumes. Do you remember them? I think you still get them, don't you? Yes, I don't think they're the kind of sweet that I really like myself. In fact, if I was to eat one of them, I would end up screwing up my face because of the flavour. Leaves a kind of bad feeling, a bad taste in my mouth. I wonder what this has to do with Christmas. I wonder if it's telling us that God made the world and made everyone, and it was good. But then things started to go wrong. People didn't treat each other the way that they should have. And that left a bad taste in the mouths of prophets like Isaiah. And prophets like Isaiah were prompted by God to speak of one who would come into the world and show us how to live. Right, well done. Who's got number three? Now, Charlie, are you? Oh, what do you think that is? Hold it up so that the people can see it. What do you think that might be, folks? Chocolate mints. Oh, you might not be too far away. Do you know that? Wait and we'll see what it is. Maybe wrapped that one up too well, did it? Wait and we'll... Yes, there's too much sellotape on that. There we are. What if we just... There we are. Goodness me, Gary. I certainly have made a right job of this one, didn't I? Yeah. Here we are now. Wait till we see what's in it. Do you want to open that up and see? Let us see. Ah, love hearts. Who likes love hearts? Yes, quite a few of you. Now, what on earth do love hearts have to do with Christmas? Can you think? Everyone gives gifts and they love each other. That's a great answer. And maybe that reminds us about the greatest gift of all that God gave to us. Why did God give us the gift of his son? I think we find the answer there. Because he loves us. That's what the Bible says. God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Isn't that wonderful that God loves each and every one of us? Well done. What number are we at now? Are we at number four? Right, Ewan, let's see what this is. Well done. What's in there? Where'd you go? That's it. Dig out. Oh, you're building up your muscles opening that. Jelly babies. Now, there's a theme here, isn't there? Sweeties. But 
what on earth did jelly babies have to do with Christmas? They remind us that Jesus came in the form of a baby. Now, do you know, I don't think you will, but maybe some of the grown-ups will, jelly babies weren't always called jelly babies. They were called something else. Back a number of years ago, do you know what they were called? Peace babies. Peace babies. So isn't that amazing? At Christmas, we remember Jesus came in the form of a baby, and one of the things he came to bring was peace. Peace on earth. Isn't that wonderful? Right, we're almost there. Wait, number five. The second last one. Here we go. Oh, more sweeties. Ah, who likes Starburst? Fruit chew. Ah, there you are. There'll be a wee bit of competition for this then, will there? Now, I wonder what these have to do with the Christmas story. Let's think about the first. A star. Well done. Well done. And the Bible tells us that there was a star above where Jesus was born so that the wise men could find him. Isn't that wonderful? Now, we come to the final, the final gift. It looks a bit bigger. Do you want to hold that up a wee bit and let folks see it? Aha, it's a bit bigger, this, so we'll see what's in here. Ah, here we are now. Thank you. What's this? <laughs> Do you know what they are? Licorice, all sorts. These are all different colored sweeties, different shapes, different sizes. What on earth do they have to do with the real meaning of Christmas? Well, I think it might be the fact... There's all shapes of presents. There's all shapes of presents, and there's all shapes of people. Isn't that right? We all look different and are different, and yet God loves us all. There is no exception. That was the good news of the angel to the shepherds. I bring you glad tidings of great joy, which is for all the people without exception. Not just some of the people, but all of the people. Isn't that wonderful? And that's something for us to remember at Christmas time. God gave the world his only son in love. He gave the best gift for everyone. Thank you very much. I think the young people deserve a round of applause. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Now you can go back to your, your seat. Is that okay? And we're going to sing, thank you, 315, Once in Royal David City.
third lesson will be read for us by Ewan Thompson, a member of the Sunday Club, after which the Sunday Club will come forward. Chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. At that time, the Emperor Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the Roman Empire. When this first census took place, Quirinius was the governor of Syria. Everyone then went to register himself, each to his own town. Joseph went from the town of Nazareth to in Galilee, to the town of Bethlehem in Judea, the birthplace of King David. 
Joseph went there because he was a descendant of David. He went to register with Mary, who was promised in marriage to him. She was pregnant, and while, and while they were in Bethlehem, the time came for her to have her baby. She gave birth to her first son, wrapped him in strips of cloth, and laid him in a manger. There was no room for them to stay in the inn. Thank you. You in? Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, begins the story of a baby that most of you should know. His daddy's name was Joseph, and Mary was his Mary was his mum. This babe was very special. He was God's only son. Some angels came from heaven, and they began to sing to the shepherds in the fields below. Glad tidings do we bring. A bright star lit the heaven to light the wise men's way to the baby in the manger who was born on Christmas Day. And all who gathered round him rejoiced and praised his birth, for the babe the king named Jesus is our saviour here on earth. That was very good. Thank you very much. And don't you look the part... Hey, thank you for reminding us how special Christmas really is. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to sing hymn 310. 310, see him lying on a bed of straw.
fourth and final lesson today will be read for us by Sally Andrews, the Deputy Session Clerk. The fourth lesson is from Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. There were some shepherds in that part of the country who were spending the night in the fields taking care of their flocks. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone over them. They were terribly afraid, but the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, I am here with good news for you, which will bring great joy to all the people. This very day in David's town, your Saviour was born. Christ the Lord, and this is what will prove it to you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great army of heaven's angels appeared with the angel, singing praise to God. Glory to God in the highest, heaven and peace on earth to those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them back into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and saw the baby lying in the manger. When the shepherds saw him, they told them what the angel had said about the child. All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. Mary remembered all these things and thought deeply about them. The shepherds went back singing praises to God for all they had heard and seen. It had been just as the angels had told them. Thank you, Sally. A young boy was very disappointed when he was not given the role of Joseph in the school nativity play and was given the relatively minor role of the innkeeper instead. So annoyed was he that in the weeks leading up to the presentation of the Nativity, he wondered how he could upstage the boy who had been chosen to be Joseph. On the day of the Nativity in front of the school, and parents and grandparents, Joseph and Mary, made their entrance. After which, Joseph knocked on the door of the inn. The innkeeper opened it a fraction and gave Mary and Joseph a look that was less than friendly. Can you give us board and lodging for the night? asked Joseph, who then stood back expecting to be told there was no room. However, the innkeeper had not been brooding all those weeks for nothing. His frown became a grin as he said, Come in. You'll have the best room in the inn. <laughs> there was, as you can imagine, 
are pregnant, no pun intended, a pregnant pause before Joseph said to Mary, wait here, I'll take a look inside first. Staring past the innkeeper, he shook his head firmly and announced, I'm not taking my wife into a place like that. Come on, Mary, we'll sleep in the stable instead. And so the story was back on track. Christmas. It is for many, though not all, a wonderful time. It brightens up the dark days of winter. For some, there will be gatherings with family and friends. Cards and presents will be exchanged. And of course, there is the fine music that is particular to this time of year. These things are all good and lovely. But they are not in themselves what Christmas is. Christmas is about so much more. And yet sometimes even we who seek to follow Jesus can be influenced by the secular world with the result we are led down an altogether different track. A track that bypasses that journey to Bethlehem, the good news of the angels, and the birth of the Christ child. The story is told of how during World War II, when things were pretty bleak for our country, King George VI visited a part of London that had been badly damaged in an air raid. While the king walked through the rubble, an old man approached him and said, You are here in the midst of all this. Truly, you are one of us. Though much of what happened at the first Christmas is shrouded in mystery, this we do know, and there is a sense in which it's all we need to know. At the first Christmas, God in Christ came into the rubble of this world, and that wonderful truth is proclaimed in one of the names given to Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God with us. This, my dear friends, is what is at the very heart of Christmas. This is the good news that we and the world need to hear again. God is not some remote, isolated, unfeeling individual. 
He has come to us and he is with us in all our joys and sorrows. He is with us in times of hope and times of fear. He is with us now and forevermore. I wish you all a joyful and a peaceful Christmas. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for coming to us in Jesus and for revealing yourself as one who loves us and cares for us. We need to be reminded of this time and time again and we need to take this good news to heart. For when we do, we will know deep within us a joy and peace that remains, no matter what our circumstances may be. Lord Jesus, after long years of waiting and of expectation, you were born the Messiah and the light shining in the darkness. Bless your world this Christmas. Touch the lives of all people. And as we welcome you again, let us, in sharing the good news of your coming, promote peace and goodwill on earth. God with us, these are unsettling times for the world. Be with those seeking refuge in shores far from home. May they be treated with dignity and respect. Bring peace where there is conflict, not least in that place we call holy. Watch over children denied love and the protection they should be given. Keep them safe. And be with all in our National Health Service, working to the maximum and struggling to cope with the relentless demands made upon them. Support them in all they do. Lord Jesus, this is a time of joy, a time to celebrate. Yet we know it can be a hard time for many. We think of those who are lonely. We think of those who are sick. And we think of those who grieve, remembering as we do the family and friends of George Smith. Father, reach out to them and to all in our thoughts and help them to face the days to come, knowing that you are Emmanuel, God with us. Almighty God, we thank you for the hope that is at the heart of Christmas. You're coming to save us from our sins and set your people free. Enable us to walk in the light of your love and with all your people the world over, may we praise you for the wonder of your grace. These things we humbly ask 
in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. I remind you of the invitation to gather at the parish halls following the service. There'll be tea and coffee and juice and mince pies. You'll be very welcome indeed. Our closing hymn, hymn 306, hymn 306, O come, all ye faithful, and in verse 4, instead of singing, born this happy morning, we sing, born for our salvation. If you want to sing, born this happy morning, you'll need to come back to the church tonight <laughs> at half past 11. And of course, you'll be very welcome. 306, O come, all ye faithful.
May the joy of the angels, the humility of the shepherds, and the peace of the Christ child be God's gift to you this Christmas, and the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you now and forevermore.